there are kind of four primary uh, types of loans that I want you to talk about. Uh, FHA, uh, conventional, VA, and USDA. Buying a home is exciting, but the process can be overwhelming. Trying to understand all of the paperwork, financing, and what you need to do can be stressful. Without knowing what you're doing or where things stand, it's hard to move forward. Or worse, you could make a mistake that costs you thousands of dollars. That's where the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast, hosted by Jeff Jones, comes in. Jeff is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur. He helps take the guesswork out of home buying by providing you with the details, resources, and professionals that make the process easier to understand so you can successfully buy your next home with confidence. Now here's Jeff. Hey, thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about different types of loans that are available. There's four major types of loans. We're going to be talking about those today. And I have as my guest, uh, George Sago, and he is vice president of the mortgage for Bank Plus here in our local market uh, in the Mid-South, Tennessee, Mississippi. And uh, so we're going to just jump right in. And George, uh, tell us a little bit about you, kind of who, where you are, where you can serve. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. Uh, I, as you said, I am uh, vice president mortgage originator for, for Bank Plus Mortgage. Uh, I've, I've been in banking for probably a little over 18 years uh, in different roles and, and, and mortgages uh, over the last three to four years have been, um, has been kind of where I laid my flag. And man, I've loved every minute of, every minute of it. Um, currently, I operate in the Tennessee, it's Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, the Mid-South area where we serve. Um, I do loans really all over Mississippi. I've done mortgages in, in Texas. Uh, that's one thing about being with a bank. We are, uh, we have some special privileges as far as where we can go in and do mortgage loans. So a lot of lenders you you, you may go to can only do loans in certain states. Uh, when you come into a bank, we have access to, to any state we really want to. So that's, that's the good thing about um, good thing about if you were to do business with me, that no matter where you are, I could, I could help you get that mortgage done. Okay. And, yeah. uh, again, we are in the mid South and, uh, Memphis, uh, Metro area. Um, and, uh, I'm a licensed agent in Tennessee and Mississippi. George is here in our market as well. If, um, uh, if we're not physically in your market where you are, cause you may not be in our market. We can help you find somebody in your market, or we might still be able, like George said, he can probably help you in that market wherever you are. Yep. Um, but there are uh, from just, you know, what I know, I know that there may be all kinds of different loans out there. Uh, there's what we call jumbo loans that have to do with an amount of money, how much the mortgage and stuff is. But for our purposes today, uh, there are kind of four primary uh, types of loans that I want you to talk about. Uh, FHA, uh, conventional, VA, and USDA. So tell us um, what we hear about the FHA loan and how the federal government is letting us borrow money from them. Exactly. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you, you mentioned the four types of loans, conventional, FHA, VA, USDA. Uh, the latter three um, are government uh, 
uh, I guess, government back loans. So you talk about We're not technically they, borrowing the money from the government. Right, right. They are guaranteeing the loan for the the customer if they were to default. So um, the FHA, for instance, um, they they charge what they call a funding fee, and that funding fee is is the client's fee to use to basically to use their their guarantee for their loan. So what they do. Uh, they guarantee that loan for the bank, and they also um, allow the client to be able to borrow borrow money from the bank with with I guess you want to say a um, a lower criteria for qualifications as far as credit score, uh, debt to income ratio, those things. What debt to income ratio could be higher with the FHA loan versus a conventional credit score can be lower for an FHA loan versus a conventional. Um, generally, you will see a credit score around 580, uh, as low as a 580 for an FHA loan uh, and a debt to income as high as 55% to qualify for uh, an FHA loan. Okay. Um, so that's, that's kind of the quick overview for FHA loan. Um, the other one, because it's typically, unless we're working with a vet or unless we're working in a particular area out, we're going to be dealing with FHA and conventional loans. So right. what's, how is a conventional loan different from the FHA loan? So, yeah, so, uh, so the FHA, that's guaranteed by the Federal Housing Administration. They're going to guarantee that loan to the bank for that client and, and if they default. So conventional is is not backed by a government uh, agency. So a conventional loan is typically a bank loan that goes under uh, private corporation guidelines, Freddie Mac, uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Those are the guidelines used for uh, conventional lending. So, but that is a loan that's going to have a higher uh, credit score requirement and a lower debt to income requirement because they are looking for um, a certain quality of a client to qualify for those loans because they don't have that protection on those conventional loans. Now, the the benefit is to a to a to a borrower if they want to go conventional or, or FHA. Some things about FHA that's different is a conventional loan you can get rid of your uh, mortgage insurance because there's mortgage insurance when you're when you're applying when you're getting these loans, you have mortgage insurance on a conventional and mortgage insurance on an FHA. But with an FHA, that mortgage insurance does not go away unless you refinance it into a conventional and you're under 80% loan to value. What that just means if you want to have 20% of equity in your home to get rid of your mortgage insurance and then that's, that way that saves you some money uh, on your payment each month. For that. So the conventional allows you to get rid of that mortgage insurance once you are under that uh, 80% uh, loan to value for that property. So the, I guess the, the, the benefit for the client is I'm, I can save money there and I know I'm a, I know I fit within that criteria for the conventional. I don't have to, I don't have to, I guess, use some of the, I don't, I don't have to uh, kind of go through some of the stringent uh, criteria as far as 
what what a home um, has to look like or different different things that you have to go through and, and pass on inspections with the FHA versus a conventional. So it's a little bit, it's a easier final approval process for a conventional versus FHA. And of all four loans, that's going to be the easiest one for, um, you know, the, the, the buyer client, it's going to be the easier loan for the borrower to be able to uh, get into, like you said, as far as condition of right. the house inspections, right. that type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, they're going to be a little bit lower there. Uh, so uh, FHA and conventional. Now, um, who's eligible for a VA loan? And what's so, the benefit of getting that? Yes, the Office of the Department of Veteran Affairs. So the VA loan, I, I think it's a, it's a great product. It's a great loan if you qualify for it. And so to, in order to qualify for that particular loan type, you have to be a veteran, a military veteran. Um, you know, the greatest thing about it, there's 100 uh, percent financing. There is no down payment requirement for a VA loan. So in another thing that you know, I just mentioned, mortgage insurance with the commission on FHA, there's no mortgage insurance on a VA loan. So the vet, the vet can get into the home, no down payment no mortgage insurance and they tend to be able to um and the and the qualifications for this too are i guess a little bit less stringent as well as far as credit score uh debt to income ratio i man i've seen uh debt to incomes go up pretty high but it is it's it's ticky per individual it just, you got to see hey what's going on with this particular borrower but I've seen them close to 60% um, debt to income be approved for a VA. So um, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a great loan. If you fit that mold, you're a veteran, um, you, you avoid having to come up with down payment, you avoid that uh, mortgage insurance and you're able to get into the home where you, that you want to get in um, pretty good. And then that, that credit, that, that, interest rate, I'm sorry, the interest rate for those, and I go back to FHA too, the interest rate for the FHA, for the VA, for the USDA are going to be um, uh, lower as well as then a conventional because they have that government backing on that loan. So the risk is less. So that's why you have lower uh, interest rates on those particular uh, mortgages. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know the interest. You mentioned the interest rates being a little bit less. They're they they're based kind of on the market as well, right. and on your credit score, which has to do with the risk that the lender is may not get their money back. Exactly, <laughs> the yeah. the lower the worse off somebody's credit score is, the more risk the lender has in getting their money back. So they're going to charge more for it in case you bail. They've made some right. money off of it. You know. Right. And we talk about that 80%, you don't have to have 20% down to buy a house uh, with how much, What what's the lowest percentage down for an FHA? 3.5%. So 3.5% is the minimum down payment for the FHA. Uh, minimum down payment for a conventional is 5%. So that's, that's kind of some, some things okay. you have to kind of consider when you're making a decision on which loan I want to go with. Gotcha. 
Did yeah. did conventional used to be three and it changed or am I because I'm was thinking there was a three percent? No, no. So when when you hear three percent around that, these are like specialty products that okay. a vendor has, but the the standard minimum for a conventional loan is five percent. Okay. Yeah. And so, so if you're doing a conventional loan, you're putting 5% down, you mentioned the mortgage insurance uh, that you're going to be paying extra and that's right. added to the principal and interest payment. That's right. to insure the bank against that 15% between 80% down and you put 5% down, there's a 15% gap and they want that money. So there you're paying more for it to, basically ensure the bank, the lender, that you're going to be paying that money back. Right. Um, and yep. if you were to default on it, they know they could probably easily sell the house for 80% of its market value. And then that insurance kind of pays them back for the difference, lets them recoup something out of it. Right. Um, exactly. So, yep. they, uh, so those they, things are in there. You hit it on the head. That's it. I was just going to say, I was just about to say that you hit it dead on the head. So that yeah. that insurance is, is exactly what it is. It's the bank paying a third party insurer to ensure that 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 15 percent, that 20 percent that you have to to get to before it drops off. Yeah. Again, it, they know they can get at least 80 percent for yeah. of the other of value. Right. It, it's kind of like, you know, you you may see these golf tournaments that they have a car sitting on a, a green that if you hit a hole in one at this particular hole, then right. you could win a car. Well, whoever's doing the 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 sponsorship is paying an insurance premium and it may be two or three hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever, that mm -hmm. somebody's not going to win the car. But if they did, the insurance is going to pay out and pay for, you know, pay the the right. car dealership for the automobile that they were giving away. Uh, and it's kind of like that for the mortgage insurance. It's, mm -hmm. it's an insurance you're paying and insurance doesn't protect you. It's designed to uh, help pay, help you with funds. If there's a catastrophe, if you have a car right. wreck, if you have, you know, tornado that rips off a roof, well, the insurance helps you. So you're not out all that money up front. You've been paying all that right. to protect you. And the bank does right. the same thing for that. So yeah. we've dealt with FHA. We've dealt with, oh, I've had a question about the VA. You mentioned for veterans. What right. about active service people? Hey, thank you for hanging with the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast so far. You need to know how ready you are to buy a home. So get your score at readytobuyscore.com. You'll pick a few statements, get an email telling you what your score is and what you need to focus on to get ready to buy a home. If I can help you in my market, which is the Mid-South, the Memphis metro area, please let me know. If you're in another market, I've got agents all over the country and in a few countries around the world. Reach out to me and I'll connect you with one of our agents who can help you get your home bought wherever you are. Now, back to the show. Yes. Does they, the VA work for active service? It, it will work for active service as well. Yep. Okay. So, so you, you don't have to be out of the military. It's either either prior military service or current military service. They qualify for that veteran affairs right. loan. Yep. You get you you will get a certificate of a certificate of eligibility from your uh your branch of the uh, from the VA. Um, okay. and it will tell you you know that you're qualified for your service. A lot a lot of times the uh, uh a, a DD-214 is the form where uh, the military or the, or the vet knows that, hey, I, I am qualified for 
this VA loan. So they will they will grab that form or grab that certificate of eligibility, and and um, it'll show them, hey, this is this is what we can get you as far as uh, as far as a VA loan goes for you. Okay. Now, um, are they limited to only being able to buy a house one time using their VA benefits? No, you can you can use your uh, VA benefits uh, multiple times. So, if you buy a home under the under VA, and let's say you sold it, you can use it again. Or, or if you didn't sold it, if you still had some some eligibility there, you can use that that loan again as well. So. Um, you can have multiple VA loans uh, sitting out there if it, if it fits within the guidelines. Yeah, and that's that's where your lender can help you work with the VA to figure out what your actual eligibility is yep. uh, for all that. All right, so we've dealt with FHA, VA, conventional. Now let's talk about USDA loans, and that's yes. not available everywhere in the country, but those <laughs> who have access to it, well, tell us about that loan. Right. So USDA loan, USDA loans are rural development loans. Uh, when people hear rural, they have this image in their head, but it's it's much broader than just being out in the country. Uh, you you really just have to know what areas that, that are being um, focused on by the USDA as far as trying to get uh, individuals into housing in these areas. So USDA has a website where you can go in and put in an address to see if that that home is uh, qualifies for that particular loan. Uh, again, it's it's a hundred percent finance loan, um, no down payment requirement for the USDA, which is which helps people get into homes. They recently just increased their uh, income limitations because there there are income limitations on the USDA. They recently increased it for a one to four family, um, uh, one to four person family. <laughs> that it is, um, it's a hundred and ten thousand uh, dollar household income requirement there. So five and and higher, I believe it went to um, one forty six is what it went to one forty six okay. uh, for if you have five or more people in the household. Um, that's that's so, income. That's not house price. That's that's yeah, income. That's income exactly. That, that's income. Um, now the requirements as far as quali qualifying for this loan as a borrower, you want to be around a um, a six forty credit score. Um, you know, six forty or higher will will help you qualify uh, for that USDA loan. Usually, the debt to income ratio is a little bit more uh, reserved. And you're looking at around 43 to 43%, 45%, maybe. Um, but that they're a little bit more relaxed, uh, not relaxed, but a little bit more reserved on what they want your debt to income to be for that particular uh, loan as well. So uh, okay. a great product, again, you have to fit, you got to find the, the home and you have to make sure that your household income fits within those guidelines. If that's the case, that's a product where you can get into a home with no down payment once again. Okay. Um, yeah, and and it's surprising about USDA where I actually live in Olive Branch, Mississippi is one of the highest trafficked areas 
where I live with lots of shopping and lots of vehicles coming right. around. Right. And when we bought this property in 2015, it was considered USDA. Right. I didn't take advantage of that, but I could have. Right. Then because of population shifts, because of um, uh, economic development in areas, right. Uh, I know since I've had my real estate license, since we bought this property, the USDA lines have changed twice. The second time was just recently. It changed the lines and ours got bumped out of that. But uh, right. but that was, you know, you might think that it's it's like you said, it's got to be way out in the country. It's just just check that out there. The, the link will be in the show notes to be able to check right. out the USDA website. Uh, right. And while, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute or at the end right. as we wrap up, I'll have another link to something specific to George that we'll have in there that I'm going to ask him about uh, at the end uh, as we kind of get this thing wrapped up. Right. Um, and um, so let's put out a scenario. I actually have a property listed that's in a USDA area. Um, okay. And... Um, I wasn't prepared to talk to you about this, but I'm going to ask you about this because okay. it, it may it may be something you can or can't do, but you may know a little bit about. I had somebody mention to me about this particular property because it's in USDA being able to add a particular product to it that allows the the buyer to get it at 100% financing plus maybe take advantage of some Mississippi Home Corps money that could help them with down payment. Mm -hmm. um, some people talk about that as, I guess, stacking the benefits on there that help. Uh, so, you know, this particular house, you could need 20,000, a buyer could need $20,000 in cash for down payment and closing costs. And if they did USDA and hundred percent, that would take care of probably half of that or more. And then if they had some, some money from either being a first time buyer or, teacher, law enforcement, whatever else, um, they're almost able to get in for not very much money. Uh, are those, can those, can some of those products, depending on, I go the lender, but can some of those products be used together that can help a buyer be able to get into a home, which helps a seller out. So the buyer's not asking the seller for six or seven or $8,000 toward closing costs because they've got access to it from other stuff. Can some of those right. things, and we're not talking about all the different products today, but is it potential to put some of those different elements together depending on the type of loan that you have? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, just let's, let's take Mississippi, for example. You, you mentioned Mississippi, so Mississippi Home Corp is a, a first-time home buyer uh, bond that, uh, or you want to say MRB7, is a first-time home buyer bond that you can, which is seven thousand dollars. You can actually put that money with the USDA with the VA loan, even though they don't have a down payment down payment requirement. You can take that money and you can use it for closing costs. Um, and I deal uh, with closing costs and other episodes yeah. about what goes in that prepaying insurance, right. prepaying taxes, right. the lawyers involved title insurance, title um, search, all those different yeah. things. And that takes money, you know, and we yeah. typically say anywhere from three to 5% of the value of the home could be your closing costs and prepayments. Um, right. So that goes along with well, that 7,000 for a first time home buyer. You know, if they're buying a 200 and, or if they're buying a $300,000 house and they're not having to put, you know, 
5% down because it's a hundred percent financing. So all that's right. financed. And right. then if their closing costs and stuff was nine to 10 grand and they've got seven grand coming from the Mississippi home core where we are, and there's probably things like that in other States, right. uh, they're looking at being able to move into a house for two, $3,000 out of pocket, as opposed yep. to 2022, $24,000 out of pocket. Right. So they're able to, to, if they can make the payment, then that's what they're paying in rent. It's wise to look at all those options there and then leveraging that they're not coming back and asking the seller to give up some of what they've earned in their equity to help the buyer be able to move in. So it helps, right. it benefits everybody to leverage those products. So right. make sure you got a lender who knows what those products are, where you are, and don't just exactly. think, well, I could never buy a house or I have to give in to, you know, whatever the buyer's requirements are and sell it, you know, I've got to give just to give in to all those concessions if I want to get my house sold. No, right. there may be some options out there. So yeah, exactly. talk yeah. to a lender like George to help you figure that stuff out and navigate those, <laughs> navigate That's that. Absolutely right. That's absolutely right. You have to, you have to have a good lender that knows how to uh, find you money when, when possible and, yeah. and, and, and couple that with you, with your particular situation. So as we we're going to be wrapping up and I'm going to ask you about uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask you now. Um, you've written a book, right? <laughs> yeah. I, you, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you've got I, you've I got a book. There's going to be a link it. in the show notes that people can go to a site and, you know, give them your their name, give you their name and their email address and get access to the book that helps explain right. a lot of this and more. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's a book that breaks down the home buying process talks about the loan types, talks about what you as a uh, as a potential home buyer should expect, what you should be getting ready to get to that point if you're not ready yet. So it, it breaks all that in detail. And I wanted to put that out really to, to, to help people uh, be in a better situation than, um, you know, coming and, and saying, I don't know what to do here. Look, here's here's a here's a guy to help you. Uh, and it just makes makes for a much easier uh, transition and process as someone wants to go through that buying process. So, um, yeah, yeah, look, people, hey, yeah, like I said, click the link, check it out, uh, get the information. It's free information. It's a free ebook, free information. Uh, it's, it's really just about getting that information out there to help as many people as possible. Yeah. And if you are thinking about selling a house, Imagine the shock from a buyer or a buyer's agent if you or your listing agent made that resource available to a buyer that's helping right. them out. It's like, oh, you're you're trying to help me, you know, get better at all this stuff. So right. you can still use that. You don't have to just be a buyer to use that. You might be able right. to use that as a seller. So we've talked about the four different types of loans and um, kind of gave us an, 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 uh, a good thumbnail about each one of those, a good description about each one of those for the buyers. Um, the, the benefits to, uh, the benefit to an FHA loan for a buyer, uh, let's just summarize that real quickly. All right. So benefits, uh, for a conventional, for a buyer, um, you're looking at the opportunity. Uh, if you, if you have 20% down or more, you, you, you lose that mortgage insurance. You don't have to pay that out of pocket or anything, you you avoid uh, an additional closing costs like funding fees that you have to pay with the FHA, with the VA, with the USDA. They have funding fees that you have to pay up front. 
uh, that's a part of your closing costs in most cases. Um, debt to income or yeah, well, it the debt to, you know, so debt to income uh, with that it, it's 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 to me it's the to me I guess the benefit really is the the mortgage insurance if you, you get to get rid of that. Because yeah. um, you mentioned yeah. with the FHA, it's it's a maybe a little bit lower interest rate. But by the time you add the mortgage insurance to the payment, right. the payment could be more. It could be less could interest. Be right. So you have more of your principal interest going to the equity to pay off the principal. Um, so your equity builds a little bit faster, but you've, you're out of pocket a little bit more because you're paying that insurance because you didn't put 20% yeah. down. Yeah. So yeah. even though you might, a buyer might think, um, well, I get a lower interest rate. How come my payment's higher? Well, it's higher because you've got that mortgage insurance premium on there that's going to stay on there. Where I think in my case, you know, I, I didn't refinance, but if I if I had refinanced, um, then I could have gotten it to fall off after about five years instead of right. seven years um, or going through and asking about all that. Uh, and it would have dropped my payment like 110 or 120 bucks would have, you know knocked my payment and, down and you can you can get rid of it if you're on the conventional you can get rid of it without refinancing because you could just ask the the servicing um company hey i need to uh get my i want to see if i can get rid of my mortgage insurance and they'll reanalyze uh the value and everything of the home and then they say if, if you if you fall under that 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 79 percent along the value they'll get rid of that mortgage insurance for you so, so they'll go through and they'll order an appraisal to go through yeah. all that. I just yeah. I, I just kept waiting around and didn't do it. But I could yeah. have saved me yeah. a little bit of money if I'd done it. And I wish I had. <laughs> um, and then uh, we didn't talk about this earlier, but from a buyer's yeah. perspective, the um, the VA and the USDA, even though you are um, they're not they're able to borrow 100 percent. You mentioned funding fees. So that's going right. to be, you know, if it's a three hundred thousand dollar house they're going to be adding some funding fees to it. So their loan may be, you know, 305,000, 7,000, right. whatever yep. that their loan is in there. Uh, it's going to be some funding fees that could typically be added, or they may be paying that as closing costs. They can, right. depending on the loan yeah, and yeah, the lender. You, but it, generally I say nine times out of 10, the borrowers are just going to add that to their, um, to their loan, their loan amount, and it's for for FHA. I think it's two point two five percent of your loan that they they say they take whatever your loan amount is. Um, they add that they add back and add it back into the loan. So it's uh, uh, okay. USDA has a funding fee, VA has a funding fee. This is this is the price of doing business with with the government. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. Hey, George, thank you so much for uh, being yes, my guest today. Uh, glad to have you on here to talk about the four major types of loans that will help uh, the folks out there that are either looking to sell or looking to buy uh, understand a little bit better as they make decisions for what's best for them. So thank you. Got any last words? Uh, hey, if, <laughs> if, hey if, if, if anybody out there got questions, um, you don't have to be a client of mine to ask a question. I'm, I'm trying to really and truly, I'm, I'm setting up a, a program um, that's going to be called Ready to Buy. And it's going to be to help people get to the, the point where they are ready to purchase 
to come from wherever background they have, wherever wherever they come from, you get the information because it's about information. So uh, my favorite book says, my people perish uh, for lack of knowledge. And so I want to give knowledge to as many people as I can about the industry that I've been in for, for over 18 years. And I like that book a whole lot too. <laughs> I think it's the, it's the most published book in the world. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Hey, George, uh, thank you so much for today. And uh, I appreciate it. And we'll uh, be talking to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today on the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. Hopefully you found all this information helpful to you and it's made a little more sense out of what it takes to actually buy a home and you feel a little bit more confident about your home buying process. Now, again, as I shared in earlier, if I can help you buy a home in the Mid-South or find you an agent wherever you are, just reach out to me at midsouth.homes or whatever link is here on this podcast or uh, down below in the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I just mentioned the YouTube channel. There is a Get Me Ready to Buy YouTube channel where you can actually watch the podcast if you'd rather do that. If you're watching this on YouTube and you'd rather listen to it, you can find the link to GetMeReadyToBuy.com and you'll find where you can listen to all the podcasts wherever you get podcasts. I hope that you'll also rate and review the show. There's a link here in the notes, in the show notes or here where you can review the show and rate it so that others who are looking to buy a home just like you can find it, especially if you found it helpful. And I would love a five-star review if this has been helpful to you. The other thing you can do is remember to get your score at readytobuyscore.com. And as always, hit the subscribe button so that you are the first to find out the latest information about what it takes for you to be ready to buy a home. Have a blessed day.